Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today, I want to talk to you about submissiveness. I know, that's such a strange uh, topic to pick, right? I'm, I'm fascinated by this topic of people who like to be submitted, who like to be passive, to have themselves belittled. Um, And you're like, why am I bringing this up? Because in this book, The Suicidal Mind by Edwin S. Schneidman, he talks about the different needs that we have. And typically when we think about needs, we think about the need for love and uh, food, water, shelter, even self-actualization. We think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But in his book, The Suicidal Mind by Edwin Schneidman, you might hear my dog barking in the background. Um, He has this merry list of needs, M-U-R-R-A-Y. And on this list are things like the need for achievement, affiliation, aggression, autonomy, counteraction, defendance, deference, dominance, uh, nurturance, rejection, shame avoidance, understanding. There are things on this need list that I would have never thought of as needs. When I, you know, off the top of my head, what I read and have read is that, you know, we have a need to be heard, held, or hugged, or helped, to be seen, heard, understood, those needs. But Also on this list of needs is the need for abasement. And that basically means the need to submit passively, to belittle self. And I'm bringing this up because I I would imagine that in a world, in a society where we value people who are on top, who are dominant, who are alphas, Uh, who are bosses, that if we have the need for submission, abasement, belittling of self, then it can feel lonely. It can feel isolating. And and then you find yourself in these BDSM, kink, um, these, you know, these, now you have to go on a fringe to kind of find your people. And at the same time, now you feel like you're living a, a double life or something that you can't share with anyone else, especially in a time where everyone is fighting for equality and uh, justice. But I want to read you a quote about submission and uh, submissives. And this is by Paul Young. I think his first name is William. But he said, submission is not about authority and is not about obedience. It is all about relationships of love and respect, end quote. I love that because truly we recognize that there are people in the world who have a need for dominance. And we may even discover within ourselves that there are certain areas in our life, certain arenas 
where we have that need for dominance. There's some people who have a need for dominance in the workplace and a need for submissiveness at home or vice versa, where you have a need for submissiveness in the workplace and we might have a need for dominance at home or we might be across the board on both of those, which to me, you know, I just like when things line up nice and perfectly. I find for myself, putting myself in it, I have a need for dominance and a need for submissiveness. Um, but I think my, and my stronger need though is for connectiveness. I, I want harmony, whether that means I have to be dominant or submissive. So I, I guess ultimately my, my need is for harmony and whatever role I have to play to bring that about um, works for me. Now, I'm saying this off the top of my head because I actually haven't really thought about this. And, and that'll be something interesting I can explore in therapy and then uh, unpack more with you as our relationship grows. Because I appreciate you being on this journey. So let's talk about, we're going to talk about why some people have a need for submission, and then also how it can be empowering, right? Because I think when we think about submissiveness, we have kind of a very negative uh, um, slant on it where it's like, why would you want to be, uh, why would you want somebody to tell you what to do or, um, uh, you know, to be, to submit to someone? But it really can be empowering, right? especially when it's entered into consensually and willingly, and we trust, not only do we have faith in the other person or the system, but we have trust in the other person or system. Some of us have to submit to a system, right? Where, uh, you know, if you work for a company, I think about Uber drivers, they have to submit to however the payout works, um, how they get clients, who they're picking up, things like that. So I think if we all really dug deeper, we'd recognize that we are all submitting in some way to something or someone. And then we're all dominating something in some way to something or someone. Um, but let's talk about how it can be empowering. First, if you acknowledge and recognize and own the fact that that's the role you want to play in life or in a certain arena, then it allows you to exercise your autonomy, right? It allows you to make a conscious decision to engage in submissive behaviors versus feeling like you're reacting to it or it's an obligation or something that you have to do. When we know or feel like we're choosing how to express ourselves, that can be empowering. So being submissive in itself is not empowering or disempowering. It's do we feel like we are making the decision to choose that role at that given moment in time? And it can also be empowering through vulnerability, right? Because embracing submission often involves being so open with a trusted partner. Like it, it really requires communication to say, 
here's the role that I want to play. Here's who I am. Or maybe it's not even a role for you, but here's who I am. And here's how I would love to have my needs met and to communicate that to the other person. And, and if you think about it, there's something dominating about saying, here's who I am and here's how I want things to be for myself and here's how we can meet my needs. Like that's, a, a, that's not a very, um, that's not a submissive stance in the way that we typically think about it. Because when we are able to share our vulnerabilities, that can lead to a deeper emotional connection and a sense of empowerment through the courage to be authentic. Um, another way that submission can be, being submissive uh, can be empowering is that it allows us to discover more about ourselves and have a deeper understanding of our desires, our boundaries, and our preferences, right? This is a chance to explore areas of ourselves that allow us to connect to our deeper needs and our passions. Because just acknowledging and being aware that that's who we are and that's the choice that we want to make, that's just the first layer. There are other layers under that to allow us to, to figure out what are the other layers to who I am. Because as I read off that list of needs earlier, it's not about the fact that we just have one need. No one is just like, hey, I'm just into a basement, right? Um, we typically have a number of needs and different, and depending on the context, it can bring up that need. And so I, before I go any further, I, I just want to express that life is not about having all our needs met at once, but being aware of what our needs are, we can start to create a life that then can fulfill our needs in different capacities. For instance, if you have a need for submission, uh, you know, personally, but you realize that your partner is not willing to be dominant or not able to be dominant, then we might find that in some other arena. Uh, and this is where I think you find people going into boxing or, um, uh, you know, jujitsu or, or some type of martial arts where you can kind of, um, you know, feel someone's dominance over you, you know, if you're a white belt going against a black belt, that kind of thing. So we might have to be creative as to how to get our needs met. And I say creative as opposed to destructive, because I think a lot of times when we don't have our needs met, we tend to go into destructive areas, you know, food, drugs, sex, alcohol, as a way of trying to get our needs met when there are really healthier, more creative ways that we can do that. And so another way that, uh, you know, being submissive can be empowering is it allows us to break from these societal norms that can have us feeling constrained, right? I mean, everything's about getting married, having a house, the white picket fence, two kids, a dog, yada, yada, yada. And to, to kind of be on the fringe, right, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, breaking the rules. All right. But not only breaking the rules, shifting 
the the paradigm of what can be, of what's possible, of what's acceptable. Because I think for a lot of us, you know, society has pitched us this, you know, marriage, house, picket fence, job, you know, nine to five, yada, yada. And I don't know why I keep saying yada, yada. Um, because it just seems safe and secure and uh, attainable. But for so many of us, depending where we live, it may not be attainable, right? The ratios are always off. It would be beautiful if the, if the um, male to female energy ratio was one to one, but it's not. I mean, if, if you, depending on where you are in the world, you may not find someone who, who pairs well with you. Who mat, who that you're into. You might have to, you know, travel to another country, another part of the world to find your person. It, it, and it could even be affected by the uh, political climate that you're in where, you know, the relationship that would feed you and nurture you and fulfill you is not accepted by the local politics, the, the, the country, the community. It could be... Uh, you know, dangerous depending on what you're into. Um, so yeah, that breaking, when you know that you're breaking societal norms, that's empowering. It's like, yeah, I'm a bad boy, you know, or bad girl, Ooh, naughty girl. Um, but we also get to build confidence because when we step into our fears, right, instead of running away from or avoiding our fears of what will other people think? What will they believe? How will this impact us? And we recognize that, oh, the world is is not going to crumble. Um, people aren't going to be upset. My life won't be over. I won't be ruined. Then we go, okay, wow, I made that decision and my life is still still good. Oh, all right, what other decisions can I make? So now... So now we're peeling those shoulders back a little bit, puffing that chest out, right? And then we, we feel like we can navigate other challenges with more uh, dynamism. And, you know, we have this self, this sense of accomplishment and, and self-assuredness. Um, and then the last way that just accepting and being submissive can be empowering is that it, it embraces personal complexity. A lot of times, there's so much energy spent on every body trying to fit into a box, right? I mean, when people go get Botox or uh, whatever cosmetic surgery, they all come out looking the same. We're all trying to get the same daily routine, eat the same way, um, look the same way, dress the same. We're all just trying to fit in. We all just want a sense of belonging, right? And by accepting that you're submissive, which is against the grain of anything, especially right now where women are like, you know, fighting for their rights and, um, you know, uh, you're equal to a man and, and, and uh, you know, all those things, to say, hey, I like to be submissive. And there are men out there. Think about, you know, it's like there are men out there that like to be submissive. And, and that's against the norm. I mean, who's saying that out loud? It's like in this day of everybody's, um, 
It's like, you know, be tough like a Navy SEAL. And it'd be like, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a submissive. I'm into that thing. That that fulfills a need for me. Um, it, it embraces the complexity of our human desires. It acknowledges that we, we don't all live off the same thing. We, we require different ingredients. Um, you know, I had somebody on a podcast earlier and, and talking about the flavor of humanity. And, you know, we need different, different ingredients to bring out different flavors. So this idea of empowerment through submission is subjective and can vary from person to person, right? What empowers one individual might not have the same effect on another. I'll read you another quote about, uh, about submissives. To be submissive does not mean to deny your own power. Rather, it is to acknowledge a greater power. I love that. That's so beautiful. And, and, and if this is a need that you have, recognize that there is real value in working to get the needs met. Because when we don't have our needs met, it can lead to emotional distress, low self-esteem, relationship strain, right? Because it, it, if you're not communicating what your needs are, then it can, you know, breed uh, seeds of distrust and, and miscommunication and misunderstanding. This all can lead to mental health issues because then we're saying things like, no one understands me, you just don't get it. And, and part of that is we really haven't been honest with ourselves and honest with the people around us. And by suppressing parts of who we are, that can lead to stress and burnout. It's hard to relax. And then we're walking around with this insecurity and fear of, you know, is anybody going to find out that this is something that I'm into or uh, an aspect of who I am and, you know, what I really want and need. And when we deteriorate our connections with other people, with community, uh, with, with the world at large, we can lose motivation. All of a sudden, you know, we lose our purpose, uh, the, that enthusiasm that we had to want to progress and fulfill our potential. Uh, we just lose motivation for that. So I really want you to think about what your needs are and be honest with yourself. You know, make a list and, you know, notice that you're not going to get that overnight. You know, it's, this, this is a thing that I believe is going to take uh, some time. Um, here's another quote. It says, in submission, there is peace. Uh, you know, there's some, that was uh, by an anonymous person. But, yeah, we have to find a way to acknowledge all the pieces of ourselves so that we can find peace, connect with others, and connect with our meaning. I don't, I don't know. I was trying to come up with a third thing. But, <laughs> but I, I hope you took value in this. And, and the main takeaway from this episode is... Um, we all have different needs and your needs 
And and two people who are submissives, their needs for that aren't going to look the same. So even within the group, it's going to look different. And so to speak up for that part of yourself, Speak, find, you know, explore that part of yourself. Because there's a, 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 a main quote that said, stress is um, a cry for um, an unmet need. So if being a submissive, if abasement is your, one of your needs, then, you know, acknowledge that, own that. And know that you're not alone in that. There, there are so many people out there who um, experience that, whether it's where they're full submissives or they are submissive in, in different areas. And so I challenge you to, to, to try to find others and connect with them. Um, otherwise, it's a, it's a life of isolation and loneliness, and we're not here for that. We're, we're built to, to connect and understand and uh, be understood. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I hope you feel understood, and I hope that you, in a very healthy and nourishing and fulfilling way, have your needs met. Um, This podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the 1-800 numbers. You can chat, call, call, or text. You can go to thrivewithleo.com one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.